Where there's constant inspiration in life, there are unendless possibilities. Welcome to the ministry of Dr. Albert Femi Oduole, the presiding pastor of Triumphant Assembly Churches International. Get inspired, lest you expire. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. Pick your Bible if you have one. Second Kings chapter 8. And I start to read from verse 1. Second Kings chapter number 8. If you are there, say amen. If you are still looking for it, say wait for me. Okay, I'll wait for you. If you don't know where Second Kings chapter 8 is, it's the chapter before Second Kings chapter 9. I love to help people. It's one of my weaknesses. Amen. Are you there now? I start to read from verse 1. He said, then spoke Elisha unto the woman. Whose son he had restored to lie, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn, for the Lord hath called for a famine, and he shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years' end that the woman returned, notice she returned. Out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for a house and for a land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, tell me, I pray thee all the great things that Elisha had done. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life. And behold, the woman with the son, he had restored to life, cried to the king for a house. Notice, for a house and for a land. And Gehazi said, my lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him so. The king appointed, notice the king appointed to her, a certain officer saying, restore all that as us and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land even until now. I'm borrowing my topic today from my second daughter. When she was younger, she just started speaking. And we asked her, will you take gold more? She would say, I'm on my more. Will you take conflicts? I'm on my more. Do you want this? I'm on my more. And me and my wife cracked our brains for two weeks. We could not interpret it at all. And after a lot of struggle, we gave up. Then one day we were complaining. We don't know what she said. Then her sister, who is just two years old, said, ah, you don't understand what she said. We said, we don't understand. She said, she's saying, I'm on my more. That means, I want much more. <laughs> ah, the title tonight is, I want much more. Do you want a car? I want much more. Do you want to be married? I want much more. Do you want a job? I want much more. Let me turn to three people and tell them, I want much now let's say it in my daughter's tongue. Tell your neighbor, I'm a mama. I'm a, I'm a mama. More of life, more of left, more of health, more of victory, more of breakthrough, more of the anointing. Somebody shout, I want more, more. Hallelujah. The first thing we saw in this story is the fact that the Bible said there was a famine. And I've discovered that famine is not new. It does not matter the name you call it. Right now they call it economic crunch. They call it recession. They call it global recession. But it does not matter what you call it. Famine is famine. But what I've discovered is this. Our case is different. The Bible made us realize in Job chapter 5 and verse 22. In Job 5 22 it says destruction and famine thou shall laugh. Somebody go ahead and laugh. <laughs> uh, tell your neighbor that's what I'm permitted to do. 
I'm not permitted to cry. I'm not permitted to weep. I'm not permitted to sorrow. I'm permitted to laugh. Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. Hallelujah. When the victor said we should laugh, he's telling us what we are meant to do. The Bible said destruction will come. Famine will come. But we can only laugh. Psalm 37 and verse 19. Psalm 37, 19. He said you will not be ashamed in the evil time. In the days of famine, you will be satisfied. Let me tell your neighbor, I'm getting satisfied. I'm getting satisfied. I've discovered that many a times uh, famine is in the mind of the people. There is nothing really called famine. What you need is the progression of God. In the time of recession, we are getting progression. Reverend Victor told us late last year, Job 22, 29, Reverend Victor said that our case is different. That when they are saying there is a casting down, our God is saying to us, there is a lifting up. Give us a shout if you believe that. Hallelujah. So when they are saying recession, you will be progressing. When they can't buy car, you will buy car. I've discovered there is nothing actually called economic crunch. It just means things are more expensive, which means you need more money to buy the same thing. So if you have more money, you can get it. Am I talking to somebody in this house? I called Reverend Victor one time. I said, Reverend, I have some money. Should I buy a brand new car or should I buy a Tukumbo? Reverend Victor said, don't buy a Tukumbo. Buy a brand new car because brand new car is peace. I said, I know it is peace, but I also know it is money. But discover that when your prophet speak, you've got to believe the word of the prophet. I study my Bible and discover that there is no Tokumbo in the Bible. Some of you are so Tokumbonized. Tokumbo car, Tokumbo house, Tokumbo undies, Tokumbo wife, Tokumbo husband, Tokumbo children. But the devil is a liar. Our God is a brand new God. Am I talking to somebody in this house? That was why he does not come the second born. He came the first born. He came from a virgin womb, a cha-cha womb. A brand new woman. He was born in a manger. A brand new manger. Nobody had been born in a manger before. He rode on a coat that no man had rode on before. Nylon was on the coat. A cha-cha coat. He wore clothes they never seen before. The military were casting lots to fight over his clothes. Cha-cha clothes. He was crucified on the tree. Nobody had been crucified before. Cha-cha tree. He split heaven open. Nobody had done that before. Cha-cha-cha. Hey! Are you listening to me? Tell your neighbor I break the book to come spirit. I break it, I break it, I break it. So it does not matter how much they sell. It matters that God is providing for you. Can somebody say amen to that? I study my Bible and I discover that everybody that got rich in the covenant, they got rich during famine. Genesis chapter 13 said there was famine. But by verse 2, Abraham was very rich. He was not just rich, he became very rich. Genesis 26 said, there was another famine. Different from that of Abraham. But verse 12 said, Isaac sold in the same year, the same land. And reaped the same year, hundredfold. Because the Lord blessed him. By love Isaac, he's a man that, watch, that wants much more. Because verse 13 said, the man was great. And went forward and grew until he became very great. In Genesis 43, there was another famine. But in the midst of that famine, Genesis 43, in verse number 12, the Bible said, Jacob said, take in your hand double money. So I've discovered it does not matter what the problem is. All you need is double money to get the same thing. That's what he said. He said, take in your hand double money. Somebody said double money. 
Somebody said to me one time, he said one, he used to be in Zamfara. There were several lands there, but he does not have money to buy. Then he moved to Paraka. The land is expensive, but he has money to buy. I'm here to say to you, we have money to buy. It does not matter how much they sell, you will have money to buy. In the name of Jesus. This famine is not your famine. You are a different species. People can be afraid outside. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 12. He said, don't say confederacy to what they say confederacy to. And do not fear their fear. So they have a right and to be afraid, but you don't have it. Say, don't fear their fear. Don't say confederacy to what they say confederacy to. That is why I'm believing God for all of you that does not have a car. God will give you your car. One of the reasons why a third public transport is that they will want to force you to say confederacy. Say, Nigeria, I will refuse to answer them in those days. I'll be speaking in those What's my business with your own? Bible says, say not confederacy to what they say confederacy to. And do not fear their fear. Somebody say, no more famine. Tell your neighbor, I'm moving on. But what I discovered about this woman was that in the time of famine, she went to the prophet and said, prophet, there is famine. What should I do? I've discovered the only thing that will break the backbone of famine is divine destruction. Somebody say divine destruction. In Second Samuel chapter 21, the Bible said there was famine in the land. And in the midst of the famine, the Bible said the man of God inquired from the Lord. That is why I love to tell people, you cannot just marry anybody. Marry a man that can inquire. Oh, hello somebody. Don't marry a man because he has television. Marry him because he has a vision. Don't marry him because he has plasma television. Marry him because he has a prophetic vision. Uh, because if you marry him because he has television, one day television will pack up. But if you marry him because he has a vision, not only will he get you television, he will put you on television. Uh, am I talking to somebody in this house? Don't marry location, marry destination. <laughs> Hello? Don't marry what a man is driving. Marry what is driving him. <laughs> ah, am I talking to somebody in this house? <laughs> Hallelujah. One young girl told me one day to marry a guy. I said, don't marry him. He said, we marry him. He drives a car. I said, you are stupid then. Because if I'm you, I will marry the father, not the guy. Because the car is not his own. It's his father's own. Why don't you go to this house? <laughs> Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, we get it. You've got to learn to inquire from the Lord. In Genesis 25, in verse 21, the Bible talked about a man called Isaac. The Bible said his wife was married, but his wife has no baby. And in the midst of that, the Bible said the man of God inquired from the Lord. And God said unto him, your wife will marry, we get pregnant. And the Bible said the woman conceived. But after she conceived, there was trouble again. She started having some struggle. And the Bible said she started asking questions. If indeed all is well with me, why am, oh, that's another message. Why am I feeling this way? That was exactly how I felt when we were celebrating 10th year of ministry. Reverend Victor came, I was going, well, I came, and all of them said, you have done well. And I kept on telling my wife, said that they are deceiving me or something is wrong with me. Because if indeed all is well, why am I still feeling this way? I've discovered that there are some time in your life, some people can inquire from you for you. But you get to some situation, you can only inquire for yourself. Because you start to feel what they cannot feel. Everybody is telling you, you are doing well, but you are saying, I'm not doing well. Because there's a struggle in your spirit, like you struggle in this woman's spirit. And that is why don't marry a man, because he can inquire alone. You too learn to inquire because there are some things you feel no man can feel like you feel. Ah, and the Bible said this woman now went to inquire of the Lord for herself. And God said the problem is that you thought you are carrying babies, but you are not carrying babies, you are carrying nations. <laughs> that is why nobody can explain to you what you are feeling because you've not carried nations before. Am I talking to somebody in this house? Then the Bible made the grammatic blunder. He said, A people will serve another people. Some of you will give that to a people. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm talking about, but you've got to. Learn 
to inquire from the Lord. Put your hand on your ears and say, I'm hearing God. I'm hearing God. Put your hand and say, and say let my ears be open to hear God in the name of Jesus. Psalm 23 verse 1 said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That is to say, if you follow God in his leading, you will not want for anything. One young girl came home from Sunday school. The mother said, what did they teach you? He said, Psalm 23 verse 1. The mother said, do you know it? The girl said, I know it too much. The mother said, what did he say? The guy says, I'm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. That is all I want. Ah. The mommy said, you are wrong. The daddy said, she's right. Because if the Lord is my shepherd, that is all I want. I don't want a wife. I want him to be my shepherd. He will lead me to a good wife. I don't want a job. I want him to be my shepherd. He will lead me to a good job. I don't want a visa. I want him to be my shepherd. He will lead me to a great country. I don't want him. I want him to be my shepherd. He will lead me to constant health. The Lord is my shepherd. And that is all I want. He said, you came me to lie down in green pastures. When you follow the leading of God, you will lie down in green pastures. Before a sheep can lie down in green pastures, his first stomach must be full. Hello? So when you follow the leading of God, you get so full that you see food, you are just looking. He said, he leaded me beside still waters. I've preached in a lot of countries before. Where they translate for me. I've preached in a lot of cities in this nation. Where they translate for me. But I've looked at all the translation. There is no translation of Psalm 23 verse 2 that I like. Like the Jai Crowder's translation. It's better than English. He said, You don't need to understand Yoruba to know Roro is good. If you had said Domitori, Koi, Koi, Ay! Bob, Bob. <laughs> Somebody say, Roro. Ah, my marriage, Roro. My ministry, Roro. My health, Roro. My finances, Roro. All my projects, Roro. God will lead you to the Roro place. In the name of Jesus, you will step into Roro realms. In the name of Jesus, He said He restored my soul. He led me by the path of righteousness for his name's sake he said even though I walk Reverend Victor told me that he got to a time he thought he knows how to walk now he stopped following, he now walked he found himself in the valley of the shadow of death but thank God that's not the end of the story <laughs> he said his staff and his rod they comfort me but you need to know the staff is for direction and the rod is for correction he will bring you out, but you will receive some bill Amen. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, be led of God. Be led of God. Be led of God. It, it makes all the difference. Romans 8.15 said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I don't know if I told you my story before. Years ago, I was in U.S. doing a meeting. And I was preaching in a church. I was in an hotel. The hotel is not on the highway. It's eating a little bit. So the protocol of the church called me. They said, sir, I want to come and pick you. Give us the address of the hotel. I said, I'll give you the address of the hotel, but you need more than that. Because this place could be tricky. So when you are coming by the highway, you do exit. The guy said, excuse me, sir. Just give me the address. I said, no. You need people have got lost coming to look for me. So I need to explain. When you, you exit, to, he said, sir, give me. I was annoyed. I said, this guy will get lost in America. They will hear in Mexico. I gave him the address. To pour pepper on injury. He said, I will be with you, sir. In exactly 19 minutes. I said, yeah. Is he a winch? How can he be sure? So I started watching my wristwatch. And exactly 19 minutes, I was a knock on my door. He was the guy. He wanted to collect my Bible. I did not give it to him. I said, this boy must be winch. But when I got into his car, 
I discovered it's not the winch. The winch is in this car. It's called na- navigating system. And I said, God, I wish we have this in Nigeria. And God said, well, I don't know about Nigeria, but you have it. I said, God, we are God said in your spirit. You have, oh my God, you have a divine navigating system. It will tell you turn left, turn right, move a little bit, turn at the next junction, keep on moving. Then, ah, am I talking to somebody in this house? And oh my God. And there is nothing I like about that navigating system. When he got us there, he said, welcome to your destination. I have a day news for you. If you follow your inward witness, it will lead you to your destination. One day you will hear, welcome to your destination. Give God a shout. Sometimes later, I was in London. And I went to preach somewhere and some of my sons came to pick me. And they said, we return you to the hotel. I said, don't return me to the hotel. I don't know the way to the hotel. They said, it does not matter. Just give us the address. They were laughing. I said, I'm not a bushman any longer. You have navigating system. So we were going. We were just in so much. Navigating system said, turn right at the next exit. We went straight. I said, you see now? I told you I don't know the way before. Now, now we have missed the way. They were laughing. I said, are you laughing again? They said, Reverend, don't worry. Then I had that thing say, recalculating route. Yeah. So I discovered everyone I'm following God and I miss my way. It's not the end of this. St- hey. Uh, that's not the end of the story. The Holy Ghost in me will recalculate my route. So don't rejoice not over me, my enemy. If I miss my way, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm following my inward witness. Even if I miss it, it's not forever. Hallelujah. Even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will still fear no evil because my God will bring me out of it. Let me tell you, neighbor I'm coming out ah you thought I lost my way but I'm coming out I'm catching up it's a matter of time the devil is a liar this is not a permanent end it's not a parking place it's a passing phase I'm coming out Rev one time I was in Ohare airport in Chicago that's for now the largest airport in the world I was meant to go to B12 get B12 but I was listening to Dollar. Uh, so I, I didn't know I've passed it. And at the point I said, I should have got in there. Then I check it B12. I said, excuse me, where is B12? I said, you've left it since. I said, so how do I get there? He said, when is your flight? I said, now. He said, if you walk back, you miss it. There is no, I said, what will I do? She said, nothing. You are catching the next flight. I said, yeah. She said, can't you to see it? I said, it's crypto dollar. It's crypto. She said, there is nothing you can do. But all of a sudden, a woman appeared from nowhere. And she said, no, 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 there's something you can do. Just keep on walking straight a little while. Then you will see a lift. Take the lift. It will take you straight to B12. And you get there quicker. So I took the lift. And I found myself in B12. And people that took the right way, they met me there. I'm here to say to somebody, they thought they left you behind. But they will meet you in front. In the name of Jesus, they thought you have missed your way. But there is a lift ahead of you. 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 Say amen. 
one of the people were looking at me like a winch when I got there. Then one of them was African American woman. They could be very bold. So did you get here? We were trying to call you. You didn't hear. I said I was listening to something. So did you get here? I said there is a lift. One day somebody will ask you, how did you get here? We thought we got married before you. How did you get here? We thought we graduated before you. How did you get here? We thought we bought the land before you. How did you get here? And you will tell them, I got a lift. <laughs> I got a lift. I got a lift. My God kept a joker. He kept a lift just for me. But the problem with some people, this woman went to the man of God and said, excuse me, sir. What should I do? And the man of God said, go to wherever you want to go. The problem with some of us is that we always try to follow what God has said to somebody else. Not what he's saying to us. In fact, some of us have problems. We kept holding on to what God had said. Not what God is saying. Because our God is a constant God. He said to Abraham, go kill your son. Then he said to him, don't kill him again. Some of you, you will still kill him. You say February 12, 2002, God spoke to me and called my name three times. Bola, Bola, Bola. How many times did I call you? Three times, my Lord. Go and kill your son. But God said, don't kill him again. God told the prophet, go to the brook or cherry. I've commanded ravens to feed you there. Then God made it to dry up and said, go to a widow. Some of you will never go. Widow? They will say, I'm eating from widow. No, this is where you send me to come. If you are not providing, I will kill the raven and sell them. After you said that raven, what else will you say? We keep us holding on to what God has said. You need to hear God consistently. Hello, somebody. Either hear it consistently, speak it consistently. And that is why you notice that before that woman, in time of famine, what God tells everybody is stay. Have you noticed that? Abraham, stay. Do not go down. Isaac, do not go down. But in this woman, the prophet said, go wherever you want to go. Because there are sometimes God will say this. That, oh my God, you don't believe me. God, the Bible said, an angel appeared to Joseph and said, carry baby Jesus and run. And that's the problem with some of you. He says, baby Jesus, he can't die. The changer said, he will die. <laughs> he will die. All these tongues is nonsense. Don't confess against direction. David said, God, should I go to Kala? God said, because said they will. He didn't go. Some of you say, anywhere I step, place. No, don't confess, no confession against direction. You obey. The angel said, carry Jesus and run. So baby Jesus ran. But you know where I ran to, to Africa. Amen. We are not easy. Praise God. After two years, the same angel appeared. I said, I'm sure you say, no, you told me to come here. He said, yes, but death of the baby, they are no more. There are some reasons sometimes where God will tell you to move somewhere. They, oh, I, I wish I have time for this. When I started my ministry, I started in LA and I told everybody that we never live in LA. That's where God sent me to. People left my church because they were in UI and I will not move. Then one day I was praying and God said, move to UI. I said, no, you sent me to LA. God said, I know, move to UI. Ah, so I moved to UI. We struggled a little bit. Then the church grew. We were doing three services. Over 200 plus, almost 300 people. Then God told me one day and said, go back to LLA. I said, I bind the devil. <laughs> Three services in LLA. Some two Sundays ago, we had 81 first timers in church. Then we run four services in UI. Many a times, the direction of God is not confusion. Just follow. Suspend your senses. <laughs> yes, go a picture with that also. They asked his wife. They said, did you ever regret marrying this man? The wife said once. They said, what happened? She said, we were sleeping. Ayat Azazin came to the house. I woke him up. I said, Papa, Ayat Azazin. He said, eh, eh, and slept back. Ah, Papa, 
I hear that. I say, hey, I, I hear you, Margaret. And say, bye. Papa, they carry gun. They say, so, say, Margaret, leave me alone. They carry gun. I carry God. Which one is greater? <laughs> then the wife said, okay, 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 Papa, at least let us pray. Then Papa woke up and pray for what? We prayed yesterday before we slept. The one we prayed yesterday we, is till tomorrow. I'm not praying another one till tomorrow and slept. That is a scene ran away. When they caught one of them, he said it was lions that Archbishop has in his house that sent them away. Archbishop said, Cat, I don't have. It must be the lion of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> Four years after, same house, same man. This time around, not around as I seen ordinary robbers. They showed up, Archbishop jumped from top down and broke his leg. One reporter said, Papa, I'm sorry, but don't you think that is a problem? Four years ago, you slept. Four years after, you jumped. I have said, no, it's not that I backslid. Four years ago, I had nothing. But this one, I had jump. <laughs> My question is, what do you hear now? I'm not talking about what you had four years ago. I'm not talking about what you had six years ago. What are you hearing now? Some of you are living on expired word. Because some words have expired date. Let me tell your neighbor, go check the expiry date. Go check <laughs> Because some of the words you are running with, they've expired. Somebody is saying, well, I'd love to come to Global, but God has not told me to join. When did he say that? Is that what he's saying? Hello? Well, there is somebody I like, but I don't think God wants me to marry him. When last did you check? God said, we will live by every word that proceeds. The original Greek said, proceeding word. Not what he has said. But what is consistently seen. Thank you for listening to this message. We know that with the level of inspiration you have just received, your victory is assured. For more information about our ministry, or should you wish to contact us, please log on to www.wordablazeonline.org. We await your testimonies. Remember, get inspired, lest you expire. To the right, oh, clap my hands. Oh, somebody, somebody, stop your feet.